0: Welcome to Beyond the BEO, an event planner's podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Dora Nicholson. This episode is brought to you by The Right Stuff Agency, a digital marketing agency making your business sound as good as it looks. And GateCheck, a new subscription box made for travel lovers. Use the code BEO discount to get $5 off your subscription. Are you enjoying Beyond the BEO? Share this podcast with others in the industry and rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to episode 10, our season finale of Beyond the BEO. This week, we're talking about volunteering in the industry and I'm chatting with Elodie Belordal. Elodie is a bilingual meetings and events coordinator helping clients and planners to design unique events at the National Arts Center, the NAC, in Ottawa, Ontario. The National Arts Center is an ideal location for virtual, hybrid, and in-person events located in our nation's capital. I'm excited about this conversation because I previously volunteered with the MPI Association in Toronto as part of the CMP Study Group. And it was through the CMP Study Group that I really prepared myself for the exam and learned more about the industry and made some really great connections. So really excited to dive into this topic even further with Elodie. Let's get into it. Welcome, Elodie. Thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Uh, I just want to get started by letting you introduce yourself and telling us more about who you are.
1: All right. Hello. Thank you for having me on on the show. My name is Elodie Lottel, and I am the Meetings and Events Coordinator at the uh, National Arts Center in uh, Ottawa, the nation's capital and it's great to work for this uh, unique venue. We, I help coordinate in person and hybrid meetings, conferences, and, and also social events such as uh, weddings. I am a member of MPI Ottawa Chapter, which uh, stands for Meetings Professionals International. And I am the chair of the chapter News and Views, which is the association's magazine. I am also volunteering on the global level in the um, MPI Foundation Canadian Council, where we raise and awareness towards the foundation.
0: That's great, and, and so it sounds like you're really active in the events industry, you know, working on the venue side, also volunteering with MPI. So maybe you can tell us a little bit more how you got it started in the industry, kind of where your love of events comes from and what led you to the path you're on today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I come from the hotel world. I worked uh, eight years in hotels in in Europe, in in, in Paris, but also in the US, in in Philadelphia, and at the Chateau Laurier here in Ottawa. And in the hotel, I used to be on the restaurant side. So I would run the restaurant, I would uh, run the bar, But I would always see groups like large groups, large conferences to the hotel, and that's where my love for events uh, for events started. So I quit the hotel industry in 2018, and I joined the National Art Center, which is an art center and also a conference center. So we do we do shows and meetings, and I started there as a restaurant manager. And a couple of years after, in 2020. I finally got my dream job, but 2020, as we all remember, was the pandemic. So (laughs) I finally came to sales, and then boom, the world stopped. So I was very afraid to uh, lose my job, but uh, I said, well, I I need to use my time. I need to do what I can. So that's uh, how I discovered the association world. And at the time, I wanted to um, pass my CMP certification, which is a professional certification certification for meetings and events. And so I, I, I joined the association to get the hours, the education and, and the credits. And once I was certified, I, I, I was looking to network and since we couldn't network in person, I was looking to find a way to network virtually. And that's how I really started to be involved and volunteer more within the NPI association.
0: That's great. Yeah. And I know that I also came to MPI on my CMP journey as well. It was, you know, joining the study group over five years ago, my, yeah, about five years ago now. That's where I originally kind of had my first real encounter with the industry, like I, or the association. I think I'd been to events before, but really more kind of ad hoc. And it was when I was kind of going through that process and the, like you said, the education hours and also just networking with other people who were writing the exam. And I did the study group it was when that's when i really realized kind of what the association could do and you know mm-hmm. more than just the networking events which are great but there's 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 other things that they do too and i think sometimes people don't really notice that or know so much about that so you you know you mentioned volunteering and was a great way to keep busy during the pandemic obviously a lot of people had A lot of jobs change and a lot of plans change during that time. And now we're still we're still figuring it out. But, you know, a lot of people are doing different things than they were two and a bit years ago. But, you know, maybe you can talk about kind of what type of volunteering exists within these organizations. Like, what are they what are they looking for and what what types of skills are they really looking to use from their volunteers?
1: Absolutely. So I I would start by saying that there is a place for everyone. Like it's not because it's not posted online that there is no opportunities. I, I the way that I look at it is you have to find something that you like to do. Or something you're passionate about, and sometimes you can approach this association like the way that I did. Like I, I, I used to be, um I, I, I love to work, write, and I used to write articles for a newspaper in my neighborhood, and and so I, I when I reached out to MPI, I was like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about volunteering, and I write these articles. Like I don't know, are you looking for writers? And they were like, oh, that's amazing. We have an online magazine, and we. We'll, we We lost our last um writer and we we in need of someone, so I would say don't look at the website or 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 stop there. I would say that really reach out to people and 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 sometimes it can be too. You at industry event, you are having a conversation with someone, and 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 you have an idea, and out of the conversation, an opportunity uh, is there around the corner. Also, uh, I recommend to check LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the number one platform, definitely in the professional world. So um, always look um, at this association. There is three main ones. There is MPI, of course, PCMA, and ALIA. For um, ALIA, is more present in the in the West, Canada West. But I would say to follow those uh, three groups on uh, LinkedIn and to check, to casually check their posts, you will have the most updated information uh, on social media versus just looking at the website.
0: For sure. And I mean, I think that's really important to know kind of how do you come across these opportunities? Because I think... When you kind of get into it, like, you know, you and I mentioned, you know, from the CMP side, you're a little bit more in it, you know, a bit more of the people on the boards and the committees, but I think, you know, it can be difficult if you're just starting out in the industry and really trying to, you know, build out your reputation and build out your name to know, well, how do you find these opportunities, right? Like, in, like you said... You go online and sure, there there often is some things posted there, but it's a great suggestion to say, like, what is it that I really like doing or what is the skill that I want to, you know, really kind of work on? I know that in volunteering uh, experiences I've had, both like for associations, but also for some nonprofits you know, they need people with expertise, but they also like are happy to have you build out your skills, right? So if you're mm-hmm. like, oh well, I've always really wanted to try doing this, but don't really, you know, want to take a big leap in the career to do that, you know, then kind of volunteering can be a great way to uh to do that. So I think it's great about, you know, how do you find these opportunities? And sometimes it's it's getting creative and, and making your own opportunities, right? Saying to them, I've got this skill set, you know, or I noticed that you know, there's uh, maybe a gap here because you know maybe you're seeing their social media mm-hmm. isn't very active, and so you can go and say, "Well, I can help you with that," or you know, an event. Oh, it looks like you need more event staff. Like, how how can I get involved? So
1: mm-hmm. you mentioned
0: a number of uh, different organizations, and I know that there's even there's even more out there too. When you oh, yeah. get even more granular into the speakers and to the special events, and you know, kind of the ones you mentioned are the bigger corporate ones. But like, you know, what do you, what are these organizations benefiting from obviously the volunteers that get the free time really like from the volunteering, but really how can an organization say, particularly a nonprofit or an association say, I think it's time for us to bring in volunteers. I think we have these gaps. Like what are the benefits for the organization if they don't really know that they're kind of missing that that piece?
1: I mean, the the benefits is really to have the people to talk to each other and build the connection and build the relationship. And 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 out of these relationships, out of these discussion, out of these conversation, new ideas will 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 be implemented. For example, the the MCI. I'm going to take this example. There is three chapter in the, in the East, Montreal and Ottawa and Toronto. And back in the day in 2018, uh, one day somebody said, well, MPI is doing a huge conference in, in, in the U S and why we wouldn't do like a conference in, in Canada, in, 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 in Canada, bringing home Canada for the three East chapter, and then they come up with, um, what is called the event. It's a it's a big conference reuniting those three chapters, and I think it's amazing that like, this idea really came out from the uh, volunteer, from the member of the association. So so sometimes this association will will benefit from 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 those ideas from the people that that they are serving and that that are in their membership base. Yeah,
0: that's that's it's a great point you bring that up actually because. I do find that not necessarily just with associations, but with so many things, with vendors, you know, some shows that I've been to in the past for event planners, even though we're in Canada, sometimes we're like forgotten. We, we so often get lumped in with the U.S. and a lot of vendors can really think, oh, well, you know, it's very similar, right? Toronto is very similar to large U.S. cities. And in some ways it is. But there is things that are different here. And there's different challenges that we deal with. You know, distance is a big issue, right? You know, flights are very expensive. And and so, and our needs for our attendees are different, right? And so I think so often we get kind of lumped into, oh, well, it's all North America. It's all the same. So it's very interesting that you kind of, highlighted that it was volunteers that kind of brought to the organization like we're, we're really missing something here and there's a really great opportunity. I know I unfortunately didn't get to attend this year but I saw great photos from people mm-hmm. in, in Toronto just you know a couple weeks ago for the event and you know really being able to draw on that you know, I'll call it the Tri-Cities, even though we're not really Tri-Cities because we're a little far apart. But, you know, having those networks because we are so often, you know, doing events back and forth or, you know, have teams that are spread across, you know, in the Ottawa area, Montreal and Toronto, and especially now as teams become more and more hybrid and flexible and remote. So I think it's very true. Like, I think that your volunteers may sometimes be able to spot things that you're not really thinking about, you know, because you get kind of, head down, you know, busy, everybody's busy, Mm -hmm. we're all focused on what we're doing. So having someone as an outsider, say, Hey, you know, we really could benefit from coming together and talking about best practices and talking about the challenges of our industry specifically, you know, I think I also see that need too. particularly after COVID, we, we saw, you know, in the states, they've been open for events for so long, whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, Ontario, specifically, is really just coming out of another lockdown right so i think that it it benefits us to kind of say okay maybe we need to get more granular maybe we need to get more focused and and you know hone in on our specific um specific regions and specific needs of our members and so you talked about you know we talked about like the benefits for organizations and we talked a little bit about how that applies to volunteers right you know trying out new skills but Maybe you can speak to like some benefits for the volunteers, or maybe specifically things that you have benefited from, you mm-hmm. know, while volunteering with an association.
1: Oh yeah. So so for me, just because when I joined MPI, I was new to the industry too. So I I was really starting from from zero, and on top of that, it was COVID, so I couldn't meet anybody in person. So that was really hard at the beginning to to. To make the connection and, and start somewhere sometimes you just froze because you don't know where to start and and that's that's where i say especially for the younger or junior member volunteer is your way into this association because sometimes it's scary you have this big association and sometimes it's a bit of hierarchy too and you don't know where to start so volunteering is really like your path in and then, and then with the volunteering, I, I I get the relationship and the mentorship as well, and and the exposure. So, for example, the relationship we we before COVID and 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 even today we we underestimate the um the power of relationship and the power of association with, with the pandemic we've realized how much it's it's important to make those connections how much people like to do business with people they know versus sending an online inquiry, for example. And, and, and this is where associations are, are deeply, deeply, fundamentally important because this is your platform to meet these people and to create those relationships. Mentorship, I mean, many people talk about the mentorship, like you need a mentor. Sometimes it's not easy, but usually when, when you're volunteering in a committee, just because it's a smaller group, it's always easy to find someone in the group, let's say it's 10 people, you you naturally there will always be someone that i don't know you like that person i don't know you connect it's human connection you will connect with the person and then it can be your mentor you can look what the person in, is doing you add the person on LinkedIn and 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 again you start small and then you grow you grow a, a be and and lastly the exposure so what. Somebody told me when I join, like you will get the results of what you put in. If you're involved in the association, you will get the ROI. It will be worth it for for, for you. So being an association member is great. It's amazing. Joining an association is great, but being an involved member is more uh, important because by by being involved, by participating to committees, to projects, you will people will get to know you and and they will see what you can do and and then they will they will eventually do business with you. So it's 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 way easier to do a uh, business with people you know for then. sure
0: I think you I mean you You brought up so many great points there I think that you know obviously what you put into it is really what mm-hmm. you're going to get out of it and that's yeah. every experience right if you go in kind of with a positive attitude and mm-hmm. really committed you'll you'll learn a lot you'll make some great connections and I think that you know we had a guest a, a few months ago talking about mentorship specifically and and it can be hard to kind of find a mentor and, and know. you know, what does that mean and how does that look? But really an association is probably a great place to find someone as a mentor because you already know that they're really into the industry, right? They're really committed to the industry. You know, there's, there's people that work in every industry that are there because it's a job, whereas I feel like in the associations, It's really the people that are passionate about the industry Mm -hmm. and are probably more likely to be interested in taking on a mentor or or helping you find a mentor. And, you know, you talked about kind of getting to know people. And I think that some of the experiences I've had with working or volunteering, sorry, with associations is that you really get to work with people that you wouldn't have normally worked with. And Mm -hmm. so in the future, if you're looking for a vendor and you, you know, went to an event, because of an association event, you're you're probably more likely to pick it for something else because you've seen kind of how it look. I know that personally, my my wedding venue was actually based on where I had the CM where we had the CMP study group because I saw it. I knew what the food was going to be like. I knew what the the service was going to be like, and so it just really is kind of a great branding tool, right, for people mm-hmm. to for vendors to either showcase some of their great services or products. And then, you know, as the planners to really get your name out there, you know, work with people that you probably wouldn't cross paths with. And so when there is a job opportunities, you know, someone might say, Oh, you know, I worked with so and so on a, a committee or, you know, an event and really liked their attitude, they were a great, you know, contributor to the To the project and so you you'll be more likely to kind of invite those connections in because i think like we we network so often but it's hard to really know what someone's like to work with you know just from seeing them at you know events a few times a year and having a few conversations with them whereas those committees really get to see you know or if you're a business owner you know you're um, an independent third-party planner you might see some people and say hey those are the type of people i want to have on my team so that's a great kind of place to showcase your skills, your services, your products to a I'll call it a hungry audience, right? You know, an, an engaged audience. I think is, you know, you you've touched on some great some great points there.
1: Mm-hmm. You you build trust. Like trust is not built overnight. It's not because you talk to one person one time that oh, the, the person will think you're amazing the trust is built over time. And when you work on the committee, you can meet the people like uh, quite a few times because it's a bigger project. So over the time, over the meetings, then then this is where you really build that trust.
0: For sure. And I know like working on committees, I've worked with people that I know like, oh, there's they're someone that I can rely on. There's someone mm-hmm. who follows through when they say they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, get meet these deadlines and their their work product is good. So I think if you're someone who, you know, is, is hiring or someone who's, you know, often hearing about different connections, you're gonna kind of go back to the people that you meet in the associations because you're gonna have that that actual working experience with them versus, oh, I've you know, I, I know them, you know, through the industry and have networked with them and maybe purchased from them in the past. But like working together, I think you really get a different experience and like you said you you need to get to know people and that can be hard if you're you know you see them once a year versus the the ongoing committees or the ongoing projects that an association might have
1: that's true yeah and so yeah. i
0: think just as we're kind of getting towards the end of the conversation i think mm-hmm. that one thing that i really wanted to touch on is is how do you keep organizations how do organizations keep volunteers engaged. I know that right now, there's so much talk about in every industry everywhere about, you know, changing of employee attitudes and employee retention and, you know, how to keep that group engaged. But I think it's really important to keep your volunteers engaged. And Mm -hmm. it can be really easy for someone to kind of put up with their hand and say, Oh, yeah, I'll try doing that. But if you're not really nurturing that relationship, it can be they can be kind of put off or disengaged with the organization. So what have you seen that's been really successful in, in keeping those volunteers engaged, you know, through difficult projects and, and you know, that type of thing.
1: So the, the uh, key to engagement for me, is also the frequency. Again, it's not checking with the person like once a month, it's not enough. So, for example, at, at MPI we have two great tools. So, first of all, we have the social media. So, the social media, obviously, we have an MPI Ottawa group, and and on this forum, like people really ask for question, recommendation, advice. So like it's really an open forum, and as often I refer it to because sometimes, and another colleague has asked a question, I have the same question, and so we keep the conversation going. We also, and, and this forum is open to everybody, but we have a platform, like an online platform, which is like a collaboration tool where where only the members of the committees have access and, and, and everybody can see who, what people are working on. And so we keep the project going on, on, onto that platform and it works really great. It's a collaboration uh, platform like Tool and it's it's really great to keep it on track, see the deadline, see where people are at. If someone has a problem, again, there is a, a forum there where you can ask questions. And then on, on a more um, casual level, we have our monthly DIY networking event. So we meet once a month. Uh, During COVID, we were meeting on Zoom, but this month we'll meet in person. That's our first one in person. This one is open to volunteers, to members, to everyone just to connect on a more um, casual level. There is no name tag, no fees, no registration. You grab a drink, you check with colleagues. And then, like I was mentioning before, or or our conference. So then we have two conferences per year. We have the Canadian one, which is the event. This year was in Toronto, beginning of May. And then the WEC, which is the World Education Congress. It happens in the US. This year will be in San Francisco in June. So I, I personally I didn't get a chance to participate to the WEC yet because I am only a member of MPS since 2021. 20, But people have told me it's a game changer. So uh, I think attending a conference is definitely something volunteers should look for. It's a bit expensive, but there is scholarship available through the foundation that can help you if you don't have support or it can help you, especially uh, if you're just a student or starting in the industry. Don't forget to look for a scholarship and for a foundation.
0: I think that's, I feel like that's one of the most um, Mm -hmm. underutilized and under Mm -hmm. unknowns of the associations is that they do have great scholarship funds. I know that there's CMP scholarships for people writing their exams, Mm -hmm. there's, you know, attendance to go to events and membership coverages. And so it's often a fairly simple application process. So I think it is something that can really be really beneficial. And like you said, it can be a game changer being able to go to some Mm -hmm. of these bigger events. And really, you know, as the industry kind of moves to the, the you know the next phase of reopening and and in-person events i think it'll be really important for people to to get together like that and and really kind of get back to those conferences that were really so so helpful to people. So with that, we are at time. So I want to thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Uh, I think we learned a lot about volunteering and like what that means for organizations and also for ourselves and our careers. And I think it's uh, been really beneficial. So I'll just uh, end it with letting you tell people where they can find out more about you, where they can get connected, where they can find out more about these types of opportunities and anything else you want to leave us with.
1: Sure, sure. So you can find me primarily on uh, LinkedIn. I post things all the time. So you type Elodie Lotta, my name on LinkedIn, and uh, you will see stuff about MPI, Ottawa, and also about the National Art Center where, where I work. You can also email me. I will share my email in the show notes. And if you are in Ottawa, we can meet in person. You can just uh, check out National Art Center. We are downtown, so I would love to uh, show you the place. So LinkedIn or National Art Center, that's where you find me.
0: Perfect, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you, bye. take care, bye. Thanks so much for listening. Follow us on social media and share your thoughts on this week's episode. This episode was brought to you by The Right Stuff Agency and GateCheck. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. Until next time.